Hello and welcome back to the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster, recording from EtherCycle HQ in scenic Skokie, Illinois. And joining me today is a phenomenal entrepreneur and fellow podcast host. And if you've noticed, these are always the best episodes because fellow podcast hosts know the score. So it's tighter, they work better. Uh, so you're, you're, in for, you're in for some some truth bombs here. Our guest today is none other than Mark Aruda from Constantly Varied Gear. They sell the most fun leggings. And more importantly, they sell out of them all the time because this man is a master of launching 24-hour product launches and promos that just consistently earn six figures. The guy is a human money machine. So we're going to talk about his uh, history with the journey he took with Constantly Varied Gear and what they sell and how they do it. And then he's going to break down for us the exact strategy he uses for these six-figure product launches. Mr. Aruda, how are you doing? Kurt, thank you so much. Uh, human money machine might be a little bit much, but <laughs> that, that is that is very kind. Thank you. You are um, you're a human I ATM. If, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a huge podcast junkie, and Unofficial has been in my rotation for years now, so this is a big honor. Oh, thank you. Well, you know what? Let's let's plug some others. Let's spread the love around. Give me uh, give me two other podcasts you like. There's mine. We've got uh, yours is Messenger Mastermind. <laughs> so plug. Tell us about Messenger Mastermind. Messenger Mastermind is a podcast that originally started out to be extremely niche in the space of messenger marketing, such as like Facebook messenger marketing. However, we have recently pivoted to open that more up to conversational marketing in general, such as email, text message, things like that. Very cool. And your, how long have you been doing that? We are coming up on a year now. Uh, time flies. Congrats. Thank uh, you. Well, give me, what are two others you like? Well, uh, you know, I, I kind of go in phases based on where I am in my business. So that makes sense. Like during the more marketing-heavy email times, um, still a staple for me is e-commerce influence or perpetual traffic. I know you've been on e-commerce influence with Austin Bronner and Andrew Foxwell. They're great. Um, more recently, I've been a little bit heavier into like connections and uh, uh, building relationships with people. And I would recommend for that um, business lunch with Roland Frazier. That's been a good one for me recently. Cool. So I got uh, e-commerce influence, business lunch, and there was another one in there. I missed it. Perpetual traffic, uh, digital marketer, Molly Pittman. Oh, okay. Ralph Burns. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I will include those in the show notes. All right. So your your core business um, is your, your Shopify store constantly very gear, right? Absolutely. And tell me... What the heck is a Constantly Varied Gear? Okay, so Constantly Varied Gear started probably close to six years ago now. And when I started it, it was simply just a business of selling uh, fitness apparel, specifically tank tops and t-shirts that I literally printed in my basement and sold on Etsy. Hmm. Um, I did that for probably a year, pressed every single shirt, um, Truthfully, probably press shirts much longer than I should have, but progressed quickly, listened to my podcast, learned a lot of things, and um, rapidly grew year after year. We've doubled or more than doubled every year, so we're in a good place now, and um, we've, we've pivoted from there. We've expanded beyond just the shirts, like you've mentioned, leggings, sports bras, um, more, more products that we can diversify our, our audience to. 
And it, what's the what's your core audience? Who is the ideal CVG buyer that we're talking we, about? We do sell uh, both men and women's products, but specifically we um, mainly sell to women. Um, I hate to give like the, we sell to women between this age and this age, but um, mainly between the ages of 25 and 35. And these are women that are um, looking to have some motivation, stay motivated, maybe just get started, maybe start back up. Um, we like to look at it as that we are selling them motivation and the leggings are the upsell. Oh, that's very clever. I like that. Thank you. Um, and so wait, when did you start? How many years has CVG been going? We are in our sixth year right now. Oh, congrats. And so Thank you. you started on Etsy How and you were selling on Etsy and you were doing the fulfillment yourself. What how long did that go, and what was the thing that made you go, man, i got to get my own Shopify store? So to be completely truthful on that, the problem or, or the, the thing that moved us beyond Etsy um, was actually the fact that we got booted from Etsy. Oh, so a lot of our Yeah, so a lot of our shirts have sayings on them, and we learned very quickly that it was important to make sure that those sayings were not trademarked. But the fun thing about trademarks is um, someone can trademark it after you've been selling it. Oh. And that, that actually means that you can continue to sell it in the, in the domain that you were originally selling in. Um, however, Etsy does not care. <laughs> so right. if somebody comes along and buys up a trademark that you've been selling for the last six months, Etsy will still put that as a strike against you. So it wasn't long before we were booted from Etsy. And thank God we did, because if, if we were not forced to move into a different domain, um, we definitely wouldn't be where we are right now. And what was that? Did you know that this day might come and you had a plan for it or it came as a shock and it was a, a really bad oh, no, night? No. It, was a, it was a massive shock. I, I curled up in, the bo in a ball on the couch for at least a day before my wife picked me up and told me to get back at it. So, um, no, it, it wasn't a great story at first, but thank God it happened. So how, that's a, an interesting case. So how did you survive that where you said, I mean, you got tossed off Etsy. I assume Etsy was your, your primary income stream. Yeah, we, we went from about, at that time, 60 orders seemed like a ton when it was me and a part-time employee. But we, we went from about 60 orders a day to about zero um, overnight. So uh, we, we didn't actually transition immediately into Shopify. I wish that we did. That would have been a, a huge time saver. But we actually went to Wix, which was horrible. And then we went to OpenCart, which was slightly better, but still horrible. And <laughs> then uh, just about two years ago is when we actually made our switch over to Shopify. And that was a pivotal point in um, the expansion of everything CVG. And you're on, uh, are you on Shopify Plus? I'm not on Shopify Plus. Um, we've explored it several times. I think even you and I have, have spoke about it. And oh, yeah, yeah. So that's why. Just for, yeah, just for different reasons. We've decided that it wouldn't really move the needle for us right now. But we're, I mean, we're definitely keeping it on our uh, top of mind. To, uh, I think it would be a good move at some point. You know, that's a, it's a common question I get where people go, oh, when should I go to Shopify Plus? I said, well, when mm -hmm. you have a, my answer is when you have a pain that it solves, right? Like a lot of people are looking for like, this is the revenue number where I should jump to plus. And certainly that right. exists. Um, but I think it, it, 
that's a very big number. I think a lot of people make the switch prior to where it just pays for itself in like transaction savings or support right. savings. Um, and they do it based on it has, there's some pain or problem it solves. And it's usually, I mean, almost always it's going to be like Shopify scripts or Launchpad or one of those things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if it doesn't, if you have no plan to leverage it, then you know, why, why do it? Yeah, I'm not going to do it just to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think weirdly for a few people, it may be, what if it's like a status symbol, right? Sometimes I think it is. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes the community, the the um, Shopify Plus community seems kind of appealing to me. I'd like to be in there to speak with other other shops that are big enough to be on Shopify Plus. I think there is cool. probably be value in that, but I still haven't pulled the trigger on it. Yeah, the... It's. I've heard other people say that and had the same sentiment where it's like, well, you know what? I actually, I really want that Facebook group because it's essentially, it's delineating by revenue. Like you, you're not going to have beginners in that group. So the, there is a obvious appeal there. Um, mm-hmm. And I get a lot of value out of, of being in that group. And so uh, I always try to try to contribute a bunch of value in the comments. But yeah, no, I, that group is, is certainly a nice, a nice bonus to that. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, enough about Shopify Plus. So the the magic you have discovered with CVG are these tremendous launches and promos. Give me give me the overview, the the ten thousand foot view of this strategy. I, I can I can give you two looks at this. I mean, just first and foremost, what we call it, we call it the next level launch strategy. And uh, overview, it is a blueprint of touch points that we have designed that help us hype and sell a product um, that results in massive spikes in short amount of time. So it's our method for six-figure sales days. And these are days that we're not increasing ad spend. So we're not spending more money to reach these large days. Um, Let let me just try to paint this picture for you because I think that a lot of people can relate to this. Uh, As I mentioned, CVG has doubled or more than doubled every year. And a lot of those years up until recently have been at the result of Facebook ads, Instagram ads, uh, high budgets, spending lots of money, acquiring lots of customers. So that's been great for several years now. And um, unfortunately, one of the downsides of scaling like that is that every profit that is made is dumped right back in, whether to ad spend or inventory. Um, That's unfortunately just the name of the game. And what we've noticed starting about a year ago that it was becoming more difficult to scale in the methods that we were using. So um, the main cause for this is the forever increasing cost of Facebook ads. We know this, this, is, this, is, this is not new information for everyone. Facebook ads will forever get more expensive. So we decided to take a step back and we decided that we needed to pump the brakes on scaling and focus more on profitability. So what we did was we cut our ad spend, specifically Facebook and Instagram, by 40%. So that's extremely substantial. And we switched to this new model of our next level launch strategy. And within a few months of doing that, we were having our six-figure launch days while still being able to grow the company at a very rapid rate, um, all with a decreased ad budget. So simply put, we spent less money and we sold more stuff. And I, I think that this is probably relatable to a lot of people because everyone is feeling the pain right now 
of Facebook ad costs consistently increasing. Yes, and we just saw their earnings report came out. Despite all the privacy issues, the issues the ad platform had, they made a significant increase in earnings. The thing just keep they keep making more and more money. And the reason is the ad costs keep going up. They keep charging more for the darn things. Isn't that uh, interesting? Yeah. How about that? Mm-hmm. And I I suspect like it, it benefits um my guess is it's benefiting them because they're increasing the quality of ads you see by making them cost more to just price some people out. That's purely conjecture on my part. Um, but yeah, the, the, the big complaint that from everybody and the, the pain point, the scary thing that we've been hearing since last year was, whoa, Facebook ads are getting expensive. And then in Q1 of this year, it really jumped. Um, mm-hmm. So you noticed this and you took it head on and said, okay, we're just going to spend less on Facebook ads and come up with, uh, a different strategy, and you said you called this your your next level strategy. Walk me through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the 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 biggest part of this strategy is being able to leverage your existing customers. And don't get me wrong, while you're using this outline, this blueprint, you are bringing in new customers also. But it's really about using your channels and diversifying your channels um, to as many different platforms as possible to be able to bring back those existing customers that you've you've previously had. So um, we break down our launch into three phases. And uh, that's the hype phase, the day of launch, and post-launch. So the hype phase specifically is the time, usually two to three weeks before the product. You know, that being said, this doesn't necessarily have to be limited to a product launch. This works just the same for if you're running a promotion or a sale, just really any message that you might want to get out there um, to sell some some products or even not a product. It can even be um, anything. But uh, what we like to do several weeks before is start teasing the products. We will put it out there to our community to get feedback on the products. We will show the product being used in different ways, videos, photos. Um, we will send out products to our customers that we know are within our community and ask them for reviews, whether it's in our Facebook group or a video, um, just anything to put out there for social proof that's not coming directly from us. Um, We'll do giveaway contests to get mass attention on a specific post that's showing off the product. Um, All things like that. This is all just the hype building phase to show as many people that something is coming along with the date of when that thing is coming. And how long? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I, I don't know if we, it was in a, just talking with him or in a, in the pod, in a podcast, I think it was, um, Ezra Firestone who said, no matter what you're doing, you got to have at least two weeks of promotion leading up to it, no matter what it is where you're just teasing it for two weeks. Ezra is my favorite. He understands everything extremely well. And a lot of the things that I've learned throughout the years comes from listening to him. So um, it makes perfect sense that what you hear from him will also align with me. Very good. So what? Um, so give me like give me a real world example that we can work through with this. We'll use CVG as as an example. Uh, we did a launch of two new products, and they were essentially the same product. They were 
just slightly different colors. And this is apparel, so people can actually own both of these products. And what we did was we spent our time, as we do, two to three weeks before, hyping these products. But we did something a little bit differently for this particular one that was pretty fun and, and worked pretty well. I think our community enjoyed it. They got behind it and made it a little bit more exciting. What we did was um, we created a face-off of the products. So we told them that one product would be retired after it was sold out and one product would be restocked after it was sold out. And we told them that the result of which would happen would be based on how well the products sold within the first 24 hours. So we faced them off against each other and the better of the two was the winner and the loser was retired. So as a result, um, it created a ton of conversation within our communities and also um, created some some panic in the fact that if someone were to buy the wrong one, that the other one could be the one that sold out and they wouldn't have the opportunity to purchase it. So that resulted in people buying both. So the thing that's always going to make, um, the thing that's always going to drive sales is urgency and scarcity, right? Exactly. And the, what you have done is managed to turn both of those things into a community driven effort that includes engagement by saying, all right, here's like two variations of this product. You got to vote with your dollars. Literally. That's brilliant. I've never heard anyone do it before. And now you say, it's like, well, we should all be doing this. We should all be doing this. Yes. Yes. Um, it worked very well. It actually gave us a new high, um, for the lifetime of the company on that particular day when we launched this. Whoa. Um, yeah, it was, to be honest, I would say that we expected it just, and it was, we were able to expect it because of this launch strategy, because of the hype that goes in beforehand, we're able to gauge better how things are going to perform leading up to the day of launch. What are some of those, those benchmarks that you would look for where you go, okay, I know this is going to be successful before I've even announced the sale. Mm-hmm. We, we know exactly how well it's going to perform because the different channels that we're using in our hype process, um, we're using to pull our audience along the way. So this is, this is twofold. One, this tells us how much inventory we should be getting and how well we need to prepare in-house for a launch. But it's also serving a purpose in that um, it's also building hype in the process. So just by asking them what they think about a product, it's allowing them to think about it, take it back to our Facebook group, discuss it there. So specifically, one of our favorite ways to use this is with Facebook Messenger. Because of um, the 80 and 90% open rates, we know that everyone that's on our list, um, for instance, Constantly Varied Gear has over 50,000 people on our Facebook Messenger list. We invest very heavily in it. So when we send out a message to 50,000 people, we know that we are going to get instant feedback based on a product, whether it's liked or not liked. And um, all at the same time, the hype will explode and spill into our other channels based on the fact that we sent out that Facebook message. So 50,000 people on a Facebook Messenger list is huge and incredibly powerful, especially given the open and engagement rates in Facebook Messenger versus email. But 
How do you even go about getting 50,000 people in a messenger list? Well, you could listen to the Messenger Mastermind podcast and we'd tell you all about it. It's in, oh, I got, it's in the show notes. I guarantee you, at this point, there so, are people like pausing the show to go download that one. This has, um, this has been over a year's worth of building. We, we invest heavily in it. We find it extremely beneficial. Um, we, we understand that people have had concern about the complication of this platform. People don't understand really how to use it or even what it is. Um, we suggest using ManyChat, which in itself can be confusing. But that's why, just like anything else, you have to learn the platform, no different than using email. Um, but while, while this is still very new, this is the time to be building that list. We're building that list of 50,000 people at a very affordable rate, whereas several years from now, it's likely to be much more expensive to build those subscribers that we're currently building out at a much cheaper price. So what I'm hearing is if I'm on the fence about trying messenger marketing and specifically ManyChat, which you're, I think there's, you're right, there's no doubt about it. ManyChat is like the chat bot platform for Facebook messenger marketing. Um, the You want to jump in, if you're like remotely on the fence about it, just jump in now. Because one of the things we hear, um, you know, a lot, so we inter- uh, we did a, a Q&A with Beef Brody from Tactical Baby Gear, and he'll be the first to admit a lot of their success was they were able to get on Instagram in 2013, mm-hmm. like early mm-hmm. before it was hugely saturated. What mm-hmm. I'm hearing is Facebook Messenger marketing for e-commerce brands marketing is the next Instagram. So just just figure it out now, whatever it takes. So what I what I often say to people, and now that it's it's been over a year of us doing this, it's easy. It's even easier to say now with hindsight. Um, people have had they've been reluctant to do this because they're scared. They think of their Facebook fan page. And they think of the amount of time and effort that went into building up a large fan page following. And then how Facebook pulled away all the reach and said, you have to pay for this now. It, so people, it felt like a bait and switch. Sure. Um, although if they're doing it correctly, their fan page can still be very valuable. But that's a different discussion. Um, so for that reason, people are very much expecting that at some point um, you will be paying large amounts of money to potentially be reaching your messenger subscriber list. And I don't deny that to be the case. I think that's very possible. But I also consider it to be a tool that will be profitable even when spending to do it. That being said, while everyone for the last year and a half has been straying away from Messenger because of this fear, we have been building up our subscriber list and absolutely crushing it with Messenger every day. If Messenger went away for us right now, it was still worth all of the time because of everything that's happened in the last year and a half. So um, continue to continue to be building this. Um, this. This is going to pay off. Even if they do start charging, it's, it's still worth the time and effort. Let's take a quick break to dispel a common myth. True or false, Shopify can help you restore things you've deleted or accidentally changed. False, untrue, it can't. Myth busted. Shopify has no accessible backups. And with Black Friday just around the corner, you're going to make thousands, unless something goes wrong. In the event of a data disaster, what do you do? What do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, 
misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone rogue. Trusted by over 25,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest plus stores like Movement Watches and Gymshark, Rewind is like a magic undo button. Just in time for the holidays, they want you to get a free backup to protect your store. No catch, no strings, just peace of mind with this special offer called Rewind One Time. Check it out at rewind.io slash free. That's rewind.io slash free to get your free backup and protect your store for Black Friday. When you say it, when you're doing uh, these hype campaigns, which is like the pre-sale leading up to it, that's happening on what channels? Um, we use a, as many different channels as we can possibly get our hands on. Like I mentioned, channel diversification is extremely important to us. But in the hype phase, we are using um, definitely a few specific channels. And the top tier channels that we like to use are email. Um, email because everyone's very used to um, purchasing through email and it just simply works. Um, our Facebook group is extremely important. This is where our community lives. This is where social proof does its work for us. And this is really the heart of the buying frenzy. When when we go into launch mode, the group explodes with posts of people sharing their purchases. So, so that's extremely mm. valuable. And um, obviously Facebook Messenger, just because of its instant touch points with the 80 and 90% open rates, those are all very big parts of the hype phase. Um, going into the actual day of launch, I like to think of this as if you can almost imagine calling all the banners to the attack field. This is where we take all the channels and strategically place them. That We don't just say, okay, just send it all at the same time. We, we place them at the right times, in the right order on the day, and we mix in SMS text message, push notifications, fan page, fan page story, Instagram, Instagram stories. Um, if people have it, blogs can be very helpful. YouTube is good. And if you have any influencers, you should be stacking them as well to be synced with the rest of your launch. So I want it to happen. So I want all this stuff to say like happen on the same day, but not necessarily at the same time. Exactly. So um, every company can be a little bit different, but you want to usually lead with your best. So you might lead with an email and Facebook group message. And then a few hours later, so you have to think that you have one particular person on several different channels and platforms. So to send all of them at once would be almost wasteful. They either are going to miss all of them at once or see all of them at once. Whereas if you stack them throughout the day, then if they were to miss the first one, then maybe three hours later, they're not going to miss the text message. Or if they're, on their, desktop, <laughs> if they're on their desktop at work, uh, that push notification showing up in the corner of their screen could be the touch point that you need to actually get that purchase made. This is brilliant. So I've always, I have looked for, I have studied, I have tried to figure out the patterns and these are the best times to post. And the issue is it varies so wildly. The advice varies so wildly depending on what article you're looking at and what method they use to study it in the audience um, that I have, I've tried through years of experience, I have tried to, to do what you're suggesting, um, but never in as smart a way as you have put it together. So, mm -hmm. I, so it's it, all right. I've it got can, 
one day launch, and then I'm going to stagger the same message across mul- uh, all these different channels. So I've got so many touch points, and it's like an all. It becomes inevitable and unavoidable that I will see and at least acknowledge this message. And if I'm in that, you know, if I'm I'm wallet out ready to buy, then it, it's going to happen. I'm going. You're forcing that decision. Right. Um, and you are right. You will hear that the, everybody says there's a different time or a different day. But we've tested this not just for console varied gear, but also for our clients. And it is extremely consistent. Um, there are right times. There are right days. For instance, we will never do a launch on a weekend. Um, people are with their families. They're not on their phones. Um during the weekday, when people are at work, are actually better. Um, people do shop at work. And if you hype it well enough, they will take their lunch break, they'll take their bathroom break, and they will go and make that purchase um, when you tell them to, if you've let them know when they need to buy. I, you you got to break down some of the times for us. We got to know. Mm-hmm. It sounds yeah. like you've got the system. Everyone wants okay. like that magic key, that, that, that silver bullet. I'm happy this to is share. one of those. Absolutely. Let's hear it. Yes. So um, our ideal day to usually launch a product is on a Friday. And that is as you just have to understand the customer and people get paid on Fridays. So if you want to increase your average order value, you should release a product on a day when someone just got a new paycheck. That is your best bet. Um, never on a Saturday, never on a Sunday. I also usually, you'll see a lot of companies that all promote their same thing all on a holiday, July 4th, Memorial Day, Labor Day sale. Um, We actually try to stay away from that. That's when everyone is, that's when their inbox is full. Just think Black Friday. Like you're most likely to be missed on those days. So we actually try to stay away from those. We also try to stay away from Monday. People are busy on Mondays because they're catching up from the weekend. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, great days. Another Um, one. (laughs) uh, Great times of the day. We usually go for, so I'm on the East Coast. Uh, We usually go for about 10 a.m. East Coast time. This gives enough people, enough time for people to settle in on their day, send their kids off to school, get started on their important tasks for their job, um, and then be able to go into uh, purchase something at that time. That being said, not everyone is available at that time. So it is important with all of these channels and this uh, omni-channel presence to be able to have touch points throughout the day. So one channel works best at 10 a.m., and then another channel works best at 11, and another at 1.30. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we know, okay, they're... In the weekends, they're busy with their family. And if you just look at, like, basic social media engagement metrics, you'll find this to be true. The weekends are slow. Exactly. We know 100% people are doing their shopping at work. Like, we've seen studies. People are typically about productive, really productive at work for a solid three hours out of an eight-hour day. What are they doing the rest of the time? They're cruising Facebook. They're wasting time. That It is fine. It is human. It is normal. Um, and they are most likely to make these discretionary purchases when they're feeling uh, cash rich, that's going to happen on payday. Most people get paid every two weeks, every Friday. So we can leverage all of this knowledge by starting our promo at the beginning of the day on a Friday. After, of course, we've hyped it, like you need to build anticipation and suspense, and we want to do it at minimum two weeks. Um, 
And then, so we start at 10 a.m. Eastern time on a Friday, and then we stagger, and we start with email, and then we stagger throughout the day uh, with each one of our different channels as a touch point. You said that extremely well. Well, I, I've just been sitting, listening, writing, taking notes, so it's easy for me to sound concise. Yep. Um, so I would say that that, for the most part, without going too deep into the weeds, probably covers um, the launch day itself, and the final phase of it is uh, the post-launch, which we, again, we will use specific channels. Um, now, this being said, the post-launch is relevant to whether or not inventory still exists because it is not uncommon if you're doing things correctly to be selling out um, within that first day so that post-launch strategies might just get thrown out the window. It does happen. Um, post-launch strategies we consider as cleanup stage. So this, these are follow-up messages. Great ways to usually do that because keeping in mind, we kind of just bombarded people on a bunch of different channels just yesterday. So today, we don't want to just bombard again. What we want to do instead is use specific channels that aren't as, as invasive, and we want to put out thank you messages. We want to thank our community, our customers. We want to thank them for a successful launch. Um, we want to thank them for their feedback. And built into that message is almost like a PS. We still have some inventory left, but it's moving quickly. If you'd like to take advantage, here it is. That's, I, you're, you're laying out the exact strategy down to dates, days, times, and channels that people should be using to have really successful sales, and I am so grateful for it. This we, is, we literally have a blueprint. It is, it is yeah. an outline of channels, messages, dates, and times of exactly how it should be used. It's documented, it's systemized, and it works extremely well. So number one, you should make that an info product and just sell it. I mean, it's it, true passive income, easier even than printing on demand. I think that, and you do it under like the messenger well, we, mastermind. We, we do in a sense, um, except it's we don't do it as passive. We do it as custom. So we, we bring on a client and we actually go into their business, understand their customers and their products, and structure their blueprint and outline specifically for them. I had no idea. Rather Where does someone go to buy this? Uh, you can head over to our website, mass, messengermastermind.co. Um, we actually have a free um, PDF specifically for your listeners that we created a page for. Uh, that is messengermastermind.co slash unofficial. And if you go there, you can download our free PDF. Um, it should break down some information to help op optimize uh, your launch. Oh, that's this phenomenal. All right, I am putting a link to messengermastermind.co slash unofficial as the first uh, the first link in the show notes. Um, so we came prepared. Yeah, definitely grab that. How has this this strategy changed your business? What has been the impact of having this this SOP for a product launch? Mm -hmm. So as we kind of alluded to very earlier in the episode, um, the most important thing that this has done for our business is allowed us to drop our ad spend um, and continue to scale at the same time. So it's usually a difficult thing for people to understand that when we have a launch day, our ad spend is less than on a regular day today. And 
that's usually simply because it's extremely likely that a product is going to sell out. So we don't want to be spending money to sell a product through an ad when we could most likely do it for free with our channels. So um, it's, it's kind of changed the entire face of the business from uh, constantly acquiring customers at a break-even or loss cost, which is, which is a great plan at certain stages of a business. But this, this model has allowed us to um, be more profitable and scale in a safer way that isn't as risky to just suddenly go bust. So, the, the, yeah, the tra- you could follow the traditional model and do okay, which is you know, the, first, the first customer you acquire at a loss or break even because the assumption is you'll make it up through extended customer lifetime value. And here you've been able to, to flip the script and say, you know what, we're, we're not going to go with that strategy. We think we could do it better. One it of is, uh, sure. the pushback I get from merchants who have strategies like this and they see it working successfully, they go, you know what, I don't know how often I could do this without exhausting my audience, my customers. So how frequently do you use this strategy? Excellent question. When we start, first started building this out, and seeing the results of this, we were launching products probably every month to month and a half. And when sitting down with our team, we could very easily look at the numbers and see the trend that was happening. And we decided to make a push to, in 2019 to increase that cadence. And we, we decided to jump that cadence to every three weeks. So now, currently, every three weeks, we've been doing a product launch. And the concern was obviously that customers could potentially not be able to purchase that frequently. Um, Since then, that concern no longer exists. Quite on the opposite end, we're now exploring, even moving the cadence to every two weeks to every week and a half, um, just to see if we can continue to see the same numbers at at a higher frequency cadence. I I hear it as, you know what, it depends and we don't we have whatever the limit is, we haven't hit it yet. So the the bottleneck in this in this situation is being able to manufacture the products as quickly as we need them, as often as we need them. So if you're a business that releases um, collections every season, then that might make sense. But I would maybe suggest breaking those collections out into smaller pieces. So if you're going to, if you're in a power line and you're going to release 12 products for your fall collection, I would potentially suggest breaking those up into maybe three collections released at different times spread out of uh, four items in each collection and follow the launch strategy to get maximum value out of smaller numbers of products rather than just throwing them up at the wall and the customer is just buying their favorite. If you are, if you spread it out and hype it correctly, you can increase the chance that the customers will be able to buy every one of those items. Hmm. So the, I, I agree with all of that. Um, my next, my follow-up there is what tools are you using to achieve all this? Is it, so what uh, platforms, marketing tools, I'm sure there there's some clever gadgets in your toolbox mm-hmm. to achieve ha- this. Happy to list them. Um, for email, we use Klaviyo. 
Um, I would not recommend any other platform other than Klaviyo, hands down. Woo! Best one. Yeah. Um, for Facebook Messenger marketing, I would recommend ManyChat without question. Um, some people like to use Octane. That's well. Uh, that's decent as well, but um, my recommendation is ManyChat. For SMS, we use an app called Postscript. It's postscript.io. Um, it's been working well for us. Great company. They, they just, I believe, got some funding. So they've, they're building out a team, really good support, and they're, they're willing to work closely with you. So um, there are other SMS options out there, but I would suggest Postscript. And for push notifications, we use a company called PushOwl. That is an extremely easy tool to set up and starts making money almost for you instantly. Whoa. Uh, let's see. Yeah, what I... That's one I don't have a ton of experience with, but sounds interesting, is, is uh, push notification marketing. Talk mm-hmm. to me a little bit about, about that strategy, about Sendial, about your experience. So what's cool about push notifications, um, which I feel like a lot of... So a lot of people don't know about push notifications just in general. They maybe think of them as invasive. But what's really cool about them is um, that they, they're extremely cheap to run but extremely profitable. And they work great for abandoned carts. Just like an email abandoned cart, it it works in the same way except for push notifications. So if someone comes to the site, you can set it 30 minutes after somebody abandons cart, they receive a message on the corner of their computer or a push notification on their phone. Um, takes five minutes to set up and makes money instantly and works extremely well when stacked with our launch strategy because it's just another point to uh, reach someone on a desktop where maybe they, uh, they're they not opening up Facebook or emails or checking their phone, we can get them with the push notification. It seems like a hard thing to argue with. Like It sounds like a, a no-brainer. I would say that it's a no-brainer. And how important is the channel diversification here? Because you have rattled off so many, more than most merchants are using. Mm-hmm. I would say that that is the number one most important thing is the channel diversification. And if I could just speak on that to give um, maybe some suggestions on sure. the best ways to go about that, I would say to find your best platform. And for a lot of people, that's probably email. If it's not email, then it's unfortunately probably Facebook ads. Um, now, the best thing to do here is to, once you've identified your most successful channel is to build in ways to push people from one channel into another. So using the example of email, if you have a welcome series set up, which I hope you do, if you don't do that, um, you can set something up that maybe three days in, you send out an email that asks your customers to join your Facebook group because your Facebook group has awesome giveaways. And then two days after that, you can send out a message that um, gives a discount code, but in order to get that discount code, they have to subscribe to your uh, Facebook Messenger list. So this is, an, this, this is an easy automated way where if you're already pushing people into your email list, you can be building out these flows that just takes people of value and spreads them throughout all of your channels so that when you are ready to launch a product or have a sale, you're able to 
touch this person in a bunch of different areas rather than just the email. And all right, so we're we're coming to the end of our time together. If you had to go back to, let's say, two years ago, you're just getting on Shopify, what's the advice you'd give yourself? Hmm. Great question. Um, I guess what I would say, the the best advice I could give would be to automate as many things as possible. So focus on one channel, say that email channel, focus as many people as getting onto that list, but don't do it and then just forget about it. That list needs to be going through a flow that splinters people into other places, as I just mentioned. So before you dump hundreds and thousands of dollars into Facebook ads to try to sell them something, make sure to collect an email, gain a messenger subscriber, grab their phone number, push them into your Facebook group, make sure they like your fan page. These are all things that can be done automated if you set them up before you start spending the money acquiring the customers. And all right, so this is one of the most value-packed episodes we've done, so thank you for that. Oof. Yeah, no, for real. It was so good. I know it's a really good episode, or at least very, very valuable, when not only am I taking the show notes while you're talking, I'm then alternately also texting to my wife, being like, oh my god, here's this phenomenal tip. And then she's replying back, oh, that's good to know. So, yes, 100%. This really, um, this will make a lot of people a lot of money. I think more than you realize. I, I, I was showing I was showing up here. I wanted to take a grand slam for this show, so I'm glad that you said that. Yeah, no, 100%, you nailed it. Um, any closing thoughts? Where could people go to learn more? Where could they find you? Yep, so as I mentioned, uh, we have our podcast, Messenger Mastermind Podcast. You can find us anywhere. Um, website, messengermastermind.com. And if you want to grab our free PDF download, messengermastermind.com, I'm sorry, messengermastermind.co slash unofficial and you can also just shoot us an email at hi at messengermastermind.co and i will uh first link in the show notes is a link to that that pdf download i will be grabbing that pdf download i need to know it mark this has been phenomenal thank you so much thank you kurt the unofficial shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle llc we'll be back next week with more value bombs for shopify store owners If you're looking for more high-quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.